These are good words to start a new year off. God's grace and God's mercy and his peace, they are yours. Through our Lord and our Savior Jesus, the one who is Emmanuel, God with us. We're going to look at a verse from the book of Proverbs today. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 28. Do not move an ancient boundary stone set up by your forefathers. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. So just imagine for a moment, just imagine what, what would your life be like if there were no boundaries? How safe would you be to drive down a road if there's no line marking your lane or the lane of the oncoming traffic or no such thing as a stop light or, or a speed limit? Or how about when it comes to personal things, things that you firmly believe, rightfully believe they are yours? But what if there was no such thing as a boundary line, a property line, something that says, yes, this is mine. Choose your sport. Football, basketball, baseball, soccer, bowling. What if there were no boundaries? What would happen? What kind of utter chaos would there be without boundaries? That's what life would be like, wouldn't it? One gigantic, chaotic mess, a free-for-all. And nobody knows that better than our Creator, which is why when He made the world, He also made boundaries. Here's one He made. We call it sunrise and sunset. Here's how it's described in the Bible. He made the greater light to govern the day and the lesser night light to govern the night. Boundaries. With Adam and Eve, after he made Adam and Eve, he, he created a boundary of authority. Listen to it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, he said to them, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Boundaries of authority. God gave order to his creation with the gift of boundaries. And, and each boundary that he made, whether it was a, a significant boundary or whether it wasn't a, a boundary with that great of significance, all of the boundaries he put in place were good. In fact, since they're part of his creation, we'd have to say they were very good because God deemed them to be. God saw all that he had made, which would include these boundaries. And behold, it was very good. Now closely connected to all of these boundaries that God put in place as being very good are the reasons why God set boundaries in the first place. Basically, he set them in order to protect his creation, in order that everything that he created could prosper and flourish. But most of all, he established these boundaries simply being true to his nature because he is love. 
You see, when you don't love someone, when you don't care about someone, you're not concerned about boundaries for them. You don't set boundaries for them because you really don't care what happens to them. You really don't want to protect them. You really don't care whether or not they flourish. But God is love, the Bible tells us. And so just to be true to his nature, to be love, to be the loving God that he is, so he established all of the boundaries that he has established. Now it goes without saying that God takes the boundaries that he has established very seriously. And he wants us to respect and regard and take the boundaries he has put in place seriously as well. Perhaps the most outstanding example of that would be the Ten Commandments. Those are boundaries, aren't they, of right and wrong. And God expects that we will honor those boundaries. He put it in this way. He is a jealous God punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Now, taking this one step further, God also takes seriously the boundaries which have been established by people that are in harmony with his will. No less than six times in the Old Testament, God, through his prophet, says so. Our, our text from Proverbs chapter 22 being a case in point. Do not move an ancient boundary stone set up by your forefathers. Now, in, in case you're wondering where I'm going with this, and I have to hope, I do hope, that you are wondering where I am going with this, I'll come right out and say it. As we stand on this man-made boundary of January 1st, the beginning of a new year, 2023, what will your boundaries be for this new year? Will you make God's boundaries your boundaries? Will you honor his boundaries? Or will you move some boundary stones and make some boundaries up so as to fit the lifestyle that you want to live? Now, given the world in which we live, the issues of our boundaries and what our boundaries will be are, is, is both timely as well as relevant. I mean, just think of all the boundaries that have not only been put in place by God, but also put in place by generations before us, which our society today has seen fit to move. One would be the understanding and the definition of life and when life begins, isn't it? All connected with the whole abortion issue. We've moved boundary stones there, haven't we? Not only the boundary stones of previous generations, but the boundary stones that God has set in place. Or how about the gift of marriage? 
as a society. We've moved those boundary stones, haven't we? Defining what marriage is and who can be considered to be a married couple. And, and closely connected with that, all the boundary issues with our gender identity. The moving of pronoun boundaries, for example. We live in a society that has moved all sorts of boundary stones, haven't we? In order to live in a way that we want to live. Now, now given that we live in such a world which shows no signs of, of slowing down and moving either God's established boundaries or time-honored boundaries, the temptation for us is very real to join in what is going on around us and move some boundary stones within our lives in order to accommodate our lives. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone along with some of the new boundary stones as our society has relocated them? Have you, have you followed the lead of the world by replacing some of God's boundaries with some of your own making and some of your own definition? I know I have. How about you? And, and you know, I, I know exactly which boundary stones I've moved in order to accommodate and get done what I wanted to accommodate and get done. How about you? And I also know how I have given my tacit approval to the boundary stones that have been moved within our society with my, my silence on those moves. How about you? Now here's where, as Christians, our mutual admission, and I see many of you shaking heads, yes, you've moved boundary stones, where our, our mutual admission that we have moved God's boundary stones, we've changed boundaries, here's, here's where that brings us. It takes us to these words, written by King David, a man who moved plenty of boundary stones around in his life in order to get what he wanted to have. Listen to his words from Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. That word, by the way, means that I crossed a boundary that has been established by God. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Now, thankfully, God doesn't leave us where our confession of our transgressions of his boundaries takes us. And there's no better portion of scripture which announces this and teaches this truth that where God in his mercy takes us is then the words that Jesus put into the 
first the mouth of the prodigal son, but especially into the mouth of his father. The son comes back and Jesus has him say this, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I've transgressed your boundaries, is what he's saying. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And following that, our Lord Jesus put these words, Jesus put these words into the mouth of the boy's father. Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. You see, and this is the good news. Not all of the boundaries God has established flow out of his law. There are also boundaries he has established which flow out of his grace and out of his mercy, out of his unconditional love for sinners like you and me. Listen to some of the boundaries of grace that God honors and binds himself to. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For by grace you are saved through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. In all things, God works for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his promise. And how's this for a boundary? Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of time. And these boundaries, these are absolute certain boundaries, these boundaries of God's grace because of perhaps the most famous boundary marker of them all ever put in place, the cross of Jesus on Golgotha. That marker, that boundary marker of grace makes every verse that I just read to you the absolute truth that God will always honor these boundaries of grace. And it's just that amazing grace of God that turns our hearts around and creates in us a desire to honor the boundaries that God has set. It is that grace, it's that forgiveness, it is that promise of eternal life that leads us to say an amen to what Paul says when he identified what the main boundary in his life going forward was going to be. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What will your boundaries be in this new year? Where in your life do you need to go back and reestablish and set again the boundaries that God has established. 
And, and what boundaries do you need to maintain in, in the face of the temptation to change them? And how are you going to make your boundary decisions as you go through this year? Well, let me suggest this as a plan. Three parts. One, daily be in God's Word. Let His Word be your guide. Let His Word set up the boundaries for you and show you the boundaries as you navigate through life this coming year. Listen to Psalm 119, verse 105. Receive this promise from God. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You get the sense of choosing good boundaries there, don't you? Guided by the word. Two, remember whose you are. Let your identity in Christ. I am a redeemed, forgiven child of God. Let that guide you both in setting your boundaries as well as in maintaining appropriate boundaries. From Colossians chapter 3, receive this promise from God. It begins with echoing our need to be in God's word, and then it goes on to be being guided by whose we are. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks unto God the Father through him. And part three of the plan, per the words of Psalm 23, make this your daily prayer. Lead me in the paths. The whole idea of a path brings with it the connotation of boundaries again, doesn't it? Marking out the path. Lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.